The wellness revolution starts now. Hello, I'm Dr. Steve Hotze. Welcome to Dr. Hotze's Wellness Revolution. And you know, I believe that you need to have a physician and a staff of professionals who can coach you on a path of health and wellness naturally so as you mature, you enjoy a better quality of life. Today, we're going to talk about the number one leading cause of death in America. And it's not COVID-19 or infectious disease. It's heart disease. It has been and always will be heart disease. And I have with us today a close friend of mine, a brilliant physician from New Jersey, Dr. Derek De Silva. Dr. De Silva is on the staff of the Department of Medicine at Raritan Bay Medical Center in New Jersey. He's also on the teaching faculty of the JFK Medical Center in Edison, New Jersey. He's been on the planning committee for Age Management Medicine Group and a past president of the American Nutraceutical Association. I first heard Dr. De Silva at the American Academy of Anti-Aging Medicine several years back and was so impressed about on his uh, discussion about heart disease and the cause of heart disease, I decided I was going to get to know him and learn everything he could teach me about the treatment of underlying heart disease. So, Dr. De Silva, thank you for joining us today. It's a pleasure, sir. Thank you very much for the invitation. Well, in our, in our society today, with all that's going on with the COVID-19, it's got everybody's attention, which has taken our eye off the real ball. And the real ball is heart disease. And uh, why don't you talk about your transition from being a doctor that was more conventional in your approach to, to uh, underlying health issues and heart disease, and how you made a transition to more natural approaches on how to treat the underlying cause of the problem ra- rather than treating the symptoms that cause the issues. Dr. Hotze, that's something I started from the very beginning of my career. This is something that I've been doing for 35 years. I was born in Sri Lanka, and uh, this is the way my grandmother treated us. You know, if you had any kind of an ailment, you know, any time I had an exam or a test, my mother, grandmother would go outside, she'd pick some Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola is one of the most incredible brain nutrients. She would make something called a melung, which was a, she would, she would chop it up, put a little bit of uh, coconut oil, a little bit of garlic, a little bit of ginger, with some nice brown rice, and that was my breakfast in the morning. So this is something that I've always done and I've always thought needs to happen. You know, there's no question that that Western medicine has a role. We, we all know right. that. But there's also a role for finding the root cause, as you said, from Eastern medicine, which is what is really the focus. And I've always believed that we have to use the best of both worlds. And that's the transition that I've always gotten into. Well, let's, let's discuss heart disease and the underlying cause of heart disease. If we ask the average person on the street, of course, and even the average physician, what's causing heart disease? What is the main cause of heart disease? They'd all tell us cholesterol. But folks, cholesterol is not the cause of heart disease. And we're going to discuss with Dr. De Silva the underlying cause of heart disease and what role cholesterol may or may not play in that. Well, 60% of people that have heart attacks have normal cholesterols, 60%. So cholesterol is not the villain. It's inflammation. The inflammatory response, if somebody has inflammation in their, in their wrist, for example, or their fingers, it's not just your wrist and your fingers. 
If you've got inflammation in your wrists and your fingers, you've got inflammation in the rest of your body, your eyes, your brain, your heart, and, and specifically the blood vessels. And that's where the damage and the disease begins, is if you've got inflammation within the vasculature, within the arteries, the veins, the capillaries, that's where the damage to the inside of the blood vessel, which is called the endothelial glycocalyx, which is a slippery gel-like layer, that's where disease and that's where inflammation and the problems begin. So treat the underlying cause, which is inflammation, not cholesterol. It was a great sales job that was done about 50, 60 years ago. It was a great sales job and they're still doing it. Well, no, you can't, if you can't use it for, for cholesterol, well, maybe we can use it for something else. And that's what they're looking for. Right, well, so, if inflammation is the underlying cause of heart disease, the arteries become inflamed, the glycocalyx, which is the superficial part that covers the endothelial cells that line the artery, if that breaks down and becomes inflamed and the endothelial tissue and the cells become inflamed and clots are formed and, and um, that occurs, what has caused the underlying inflammation? Well, the underlying inflammation could be, for example, diabetes. Diabetes is an incredible inflammatory uh, condition. It's the high sugar levels. The high sugar levels. There are various infections. There are certain viruses, cytomegalovirus, the herpes virus, uh, perhaps some of the other viruses that, that are around today. Right. They all cause inflammation. Well, we know that the COVID-19 virus, the spike protein on the COVID virus, causes inflammation in the arteries. In fact, it's what causes the clotting. Well, it causes the inflammation. So what happens is, and let me just back up and describe what this glycocalyx is. So if you take a fish out of water, the, the fish is very slippery, Right. correct? You leave that fish out of water for, let's say, five minutes. What happens? You lose the slipperiness of the fish, which is that layer or that glycocalyx layer, and now you can just grab it and it's not slippery anymore. Within the blood vessels, that layer is called the glycocalyx. It is a very, it's a layer that has a lot, it's a very, very complicated layer. And it's a, it's a layer that is literally alive. That layer has so much physiologic function, it's hard to even believe what this layer does. When you lose that layer, you expose what is called the endothelium, which is a single cell-like layer. If you think of shingles on a roof, the shingles are overlaid on top of each other on the roof. There's a little bit of an overlay. When you lose the glycocalyx layer, what happens is when blood flows, the shingles lift. Clots start to form on the lifted shingles, and that's the genesis of how the disease begins. So you, we have to do everything that we can to protect this slippery gel-like layer so that these clots and things don't form. Well, so, so important to that would be to address the underlying cause of the inflammation. Like, as you mentioned, in diabetes, you have elevated sugar levels. And, of course, anybody that eats a high-carbohydrate diet that would contain wheat products, potatoes, rice, corn, all those simple carbs are made up of sugar molecules. That's a starch, sugar molecules hooked together. So what happens is when you eat that, 
it dissolves in your mouth. The enzymes break it down in your mouth and in your in your gut, and all of a sudden you have high sugar levels. That can cause inflammation. So we find people that are overweight, whether they have adult onset diabetes or not, they tend to run high blood sugar because they're right. eating high carbohydrate diets, and that's causing the inflammation. So, folks, one thing you could do is change your eating habits. Absolutely. And, and, what, and what would you recommend as far now? That's one of the first things that can cause. We'll talk about the other things that cause the inflammation. What can they do? dietarily what can they do to change their eating patterns what would you recommend as far as eating healthy to improve or decrease the inflammation that occurs from high sugar all of the data that is out there is suggesting that the mediterranean diet is the number one diet for this which is which is a combination of of proteins nuts berries fruit etc so and vegetables and course. vegetables right. of course of course i am not a fan of any kind of an extreme diet it needs to be a balanced diet for people to say well i'm only going to eat eggs and bacon for the next three months no that's ridiculous that's not the way we were body we are made anthropologically right. to eat we need to eat a variety. So if you can eat, you can eat, uh, uh, for example, complex carbs. What are they? Beans, peas, chickpeas, uh, lentils. All of these are pr- these are complex carbohydrates that don't break down into sugar. Or if they do break down into the sugar, it's not a spike of the sugar. It's a slow, gradual release is what we want because we don't want these spikes. Because the insulin that is produced during is these what spikes the is what produces the insulin. Insulin is what is called a lipogenic substance. Every time you spike insulin, you build fat. So you have to control that spike. And that's important, too. It's the insulin. It's not just the sugar, but the sugar causes the hormone insulin to be produced by the pancreas. And when that, when that occurs... That causes inflammation. Right. And that's one thing that I always check in my practice are insulin levels. For people who come in and say, I can't lose weight. I am doing everything. My weight is not coming down. What's your insulin level? Because if your insulin level is elevated, you will never never, lose weight. Right. It's just not going to happen. Okay. Another thing that causes the inflammation in the arteries is various infections. And this can be anything, bacterial or viral infections. So, um... And they found in the clots, I know, and in, in the uh, atheromas they find in the coronary arteries, they find bacterial or viral particles in there. They've done that before, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. They've uh, specifically things like chlamydia. Chlamydia is one of those uh, viruses. Uh, it's one of those uh, bacteria that, that will do that. The, the uh, herpes simplex virus. Uh, there's all kinds of bacteria and, and another viruses thing, that do this. Another thing that uh, there's some physicians and dentists that are very uh, big on the fact that your teeth and your gums, if you're not if they're not healthy, they will produce viruses and bacteria, gram-negative bacteria too, that produces toxins that cause the inflammation in the arteries. So you've got to keep your teeth healthy. Right. One of the things, Doctor Hotsey, that I tell my patients, and I've done shows on this also. When you go to get your teeth cleaned, one of, it is one of the most, it's important. It's absolutely important that you get the plaque removed, right. et cetera. But the day before you go to get your teeth cleaned, you need to take something like a higher dose 
of vitamin C or a higher dose of glutathione or a higher dose of endographis paniculata. These are all herbs that will kill viruses because, and bacteria. Because when you clean the teeth, what you bleed. Where does it, not only do you bleed, you know, that you end up spitting out or you rinse, when you rinse your mouth, but you're also bleeding into your circulatory system. So that's how you can, th those organisms that are around your teeth are also going to pass through your heart. So making, this is something I always do the day before, the day of, and the, and day, the of. day after. And this is something that a lot, I've not heard anybody else talk about, is cleaning, doing something like a high dose vitamin C, 4,000, 5,000, 6,000 milligrams of vitamin C, and some kind of an antibacterial. Again, I like endographis paniculata. Endographis is, a, is, a, is an herb that is an adaptogen, that is a very potent antiviral, antibacterial, and actually also an antifungal. I do it the day before, the day of, and the day after. So that's very important. And, you know, this brings up uh, uh, this, this whole concept of teeth. Farmers understand this, folks. Uh, and there's an expression around it that says, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. And what do you think that means? Well, if somebody comes to give you a horse, why would you look at their teeth? Don't look a gift horse in the teeth. Well, when you go to buy a horse, you look at a horse his teeth to see if he's healthy or not. You look at a cow's teeth and you see if they're healthy or not. And a farmer knows that, that if they've got bad teeth, you don't want to buy them because they're not going to be a healthy animal. So when you get a gift horse, it's kind of an insult to somebody say, well, let me check his teeth before, before, I, I, before I take the gift. Before I take the <laughs> gift. So, but that goes to, and now farmers understand this very well. I know that because recently I bought, we bought two horses. And one thing the, my foreman does, uh, he wanted to, when we went to look at the horses before we bought them at an auction, he looked at their teeth hmm. to make sure their teeth were healthy. Interesting. So farmers understand that, but we don't, you don't, I mean, what you've told us here, I've never had a dentist tell me, be sure before you come in to take something that's antibacterial, antiviral, whether it's vitamin C, whether it's uh, the herbs that you right. recommended. Uh, or even an antibiotic. Occasionally, if they'll do, if they do surgery, they'll say take. You know, if they're going to take out a tooth, they'll tell you to take an antibiotic. But well, that's why. That's why. If you've had, God forbid, you've had a valve replacement. Oh, yeah. or something like that. You, why is it that you have to take an antibiotic? Because the blood is going to circulate through the entire heart, and it's going to go through the. It's valves. going to carry the. It's going to carry the bacteria, and they get. They get stuck on the valve. They get stuck on the valve, and then you get a big problem. Then you have a big problem, yeah. So anyway, uh, keep your teeth clean, folks. Make sure you have good dental care, and be sure you take something before, the day before, the day of, and the day after. Um, when you do your teeth clean. That's Absolutely. That's right. Now, the third thing that can cause inflammation is metallic substances, like oh. mercury, aluminum. We cook in aluminum. They put The dentist, for decades, have been putting mercury amalgams in your teeth, uh, and you, you, we cook with aluminum, there's cadmium, there can be lead in the water. All these things, I understand, are highly inflammatory on the coronary arteries. Not only on the coronary arteries, but also in one of the most overlooked organ systems within the body, and that's the liver. Mm. If, and I'm telling you, Dr. Hotze, I have seen this across the board over the past 35 years. 
One of the things that I've really noticed is people that have nervous system disorders, if you go back and ask them, what kind of work did you do? Most of them are going to say, and you have to really investigate this, plumbers, they've been around toxins, they've been breathing heavy metals. Those heavy metals go into the body and they get stuck in the liver. The hepatocyte or the liver cell cannot clean this toxin. So what happens? You end up having damage and disease that affects not only the heart, but more importantly, the, the nervous system and the brain. Right. Alzheimer's disease, all the neurodegenerative diseases of the of the brain are going to be affected. I wonder if that may be an underlying cause of Parkinsonism. Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. You just hit the nail on the head. In after 9-11, what happened was, was that I've had three patients in my practice. Now, they're currently in my practice, all with Parkinson's disease, and they were all they were a couple of firemen and the other gentleman was one of the recovery workers there all have Parkinson's disease. They have no other risk factors. It was the toxins from the environment mm. in the air. No question. Parkinson's disease is part of the neurodegenerative diseases. Most of the diseases we have folks come from the toxins that we get in our body that are coming from the environment in our foods and the air we breathe. And it's hard to stay away from that. So we want to be able to detoxify ourselves uh, and and what, what kind of detoxification program do you recommend on people? Do you use any chelation, any type of chelation? And tell us about that. One of the best things that you can do to chelate heavy metals are B vitamins. Okay. So if you have access to somebody that can do, you know, IV IV uh, nutri IV uh, nutrients, you can get a nice high dose of some B vitamins. Talking about a Myers cocktail. Like a, yeah, and then a little bit more, right. right? So the B vitamins, and even orally, you can right. chelate some of those heavy metals. That's number one. The number two, the other good chelator, and one of the best things you can do also, besides the B vitamins, to clean the liver is glutathione. So glutathione is a good liver cleanser. N-acetylcysteine is another good chelator. Which converts to glutathione. Which converts to glutathione. It's a precursor. Right. But also... Something like uh, saunas, infrared saunas. I get in, an in I have an infrared sauna in my home. I get in that infrared sauna three times a week. Mm -hmm. And it is a, after I get out of there, first of all, I feel like I've worked out for an hour because I'm drenching wet after 30 minutes. I get it up to about 135 degrees and it is phenomenal to clean out your system. So what I really like are things like milk thistle, shisandra, glutathione, alpha, well, there's, alpha-lipoic acid and alpha-linoleic acid. So yes, if you're using alpha-lipoic acid, that's another great liver cleanser. Mm -hmm. And in fact, it's used to, the, one of the things I use to treat people with hepatitis C is, and then the other thing is um, uh, turmeric, curcumin. Mm -hmm. Curcumin is not only an antiviral, but it will also help clean and cleanse out the liver. So that's very, these are very important uh, points to make. And we're going to, we're going to put this this list on on the uh, podcast so you can uh, and have this available for you so you can know how to go through a good detoxification program. So we've got three things that we've talked about that cause the underlying inflammation, and that is the infections, diseases, and much many of which come from from your mouth and your teeth having poor uh, dental hygiene. Secondly, would be high sugar levels, which lead to high insulin and that causes the inflammation. 
and also uh, the uh, mercury and other metals that that we get in our system. Those are three main sources of inflammation. Is there any other source of inflammation? Well, you know, things like high blood pressure is is an inflammatory condition. Uh, Any of those, again, you know, people overlook stress, you know, the idea of stress. And one other thing that I want to mention to you very quickly before we go, People that have problems, and this is something I heard 20 years ago. I, I did a tour of the U.S. with 10 cities in, in, I don't know, in 10 days. There was a dentist that I was with, root canals, one mm. of the worst things you oh, can yeah. do. Because every, every tooth is connected to a meridian within the body. People that have had problems with, for example, back pain, various ailments within the body, all related and connected to the teeth, so That's, be very careful where you do a root canal. Right. As a matter of fact, uh, Doctor Doctor Huggins, uh, who's a dentist, was real big on, on warning against uh, these uh, root canals. And I've heard many lectures on yes. it. And I I let somebody do a root canal on me, and then I realized I shouldn't have done it after I heard a lecture. I had that tooth pulled. There you go. Because it you have you have some micro cavities up there. Uh, in networks that even though you remove the infection in the root canal, you still got it in the tooth, and that seeds these bacteria into the body, which attack arteries and, and attack your heart. Yeah. Well, we've been visiting with Dr. De Silva today about heart disease. When we come back, we're going to talk about some very important natural treatments that you can use to treat underlying heart disease if you have it already. How can you how can you cure it? How can you re- return your heart? to a normal state. So thanks for joining us. We'll be back right after this message. At Physicians Preference Pharmacy, we believe that prescription drugs are commonly overprescribed, treating symptoms only rather than addressing the underlying condition. These drugs offer a temporary fix, but they don't solve the root cause of the problem. Our approach is not about overloading people with medications that offer only a temporary fix. It is so important to recognize that you do not get sick because you have a low level of pharmaceutical drugs in your blood. You get sick because you are deficient in something or because your body is not in balance. As part of your healthcare team, we work with your doctor to restore that healthy balance. Sometimes this means replacing hormones, vitamins, nutrients, or even antioxidants. So how is this different than traditional treatment? Rather than covering up the symptoms with yet another medication, we work to replenish the body restoring your health, and restoring your wellness. Welcome back. We're visiting with Dr. Derek De Silva out of New Jersey. Dr. De Silva is one of the leading experts in the field of anti-aging, or you like to call it aging. Age management medicine. Age man- management medicine. So he believes, like I do, as we mature and age, you want to be alive, alert, you want to be full of vitality and enthusiastic about life. You shouldn't be sick and tired of being sick and tired. And I know many people, even some of you listening to this program, are sick and tired of being sick and tired. There's no reason to feel that way. I'm right now, currently, I was born in 1950, so you can figure out how old I am. And I feel like a million dollars. And Dr. De Silva looks like a million dollars, but he's 20 years younger than I am. So. <laughs> no, I'm not that much younger than you. I'm actually, I was actually born in 1957. So there you go. Just got my Medicare card. <laughs> <laughs> Good grief. I thought it was my dad's. I said, why are you giving me this card? This is Derek De Silva. And my wife pointed out to me that it said junior. So <laughs> it was mine. <laughs> well, in the first portion of our program, we visited with Dr. De Silva about 
heart disease. You know, most Americans right now, or at least over the last several years, have been fixated on viral infections, particularly the COVID virus, as a leading cause of death among Americans. And it's not, and it never was. Those, the uh, survival rate for people that get the so-called COVID infection, which doesn't even exist anymore, now there are variants to the COVID infection. The COVID-19 is long gone. Now there are variants that have come out, and which tend to be, so far, they've been much milder than, than the infection. But um, it had, it, those people that contracted that infection and were diagnosed with it and treated had a 99.99% survival rate. Now, in America, the leading cause of death is not viral illnesses or respiratory illnesses, much less COVID-19. The number one cause of death is and has been heart disease. We discussed this on the first portion of our program, the underlying causes. We discussed inflammation as a major cause of underlying heart disease rather than cholesterol. Cholesterol is used by the body as a Band-Aid to cover the inflammation. Think about taking a uh, piece of sandpaper and rubbing it on the back of your hand until it bleeds. That's inflammation. That's what the inside of your artery looks like when it gets inflamed. And your body doesn't like that. So what does your body do? It eventually clots off the bleeding and forms a scab, and then then, uh, the cells grow scar tissue, and eventually the scab comes off and it's healed. Well, in the, in the uh, heart, when you get the inflammation of your arteries, that breaks down the glycocalyx, which is the outer li- inner lining of your arteries, and it's a, very, it's, a, it's a very thin film over the endothelium, which are the cells of the inner lining of the artery. And when, when the inflammation comes, it breaks down the glycocalyx and breaks down the endothelium, and it's raw, and your body doesn't like that. It's going to deteriorate. Think about it. Every time your heart beats, every time it beats, it pulls that artery. Think about if you can see my the the vein on the back of my hand, if that was a left anterior descending artery, every time the heart beats, it stretches and compresses that vein. Well, that's what happens in the heart. It compresses and stretches the arteries, and if they're inflamed, they would deteriorate. Well, God's built into the body a healing mechanism, and it takes lipid and protein. It's called lipoprotein, which is protein with cholesterol, and it starts to band-aid on top of the inner lining of the artery. And then it assimilates calcium in there to harden the artery so it doesn't deteriorate and break down, which initially makes good sense. But over time, if you don't stop the inflammation, next thing you know, your artery is hard as a rock, and I've seen that, and you have too. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then you throw a clot down there, and it clots off, and you got a heart attack, and then you have problems. So what we want to do is stop the underlying inflammation. We said there were really three major causes of it. One is infections. Primarily those infections that come from your, they can come from other parts of your body, but the teeth are a big, uh, big problem. Uh, Infection in the gums, infection in the teeth, root canals, all these will spread bacterial products and viruses into the bloodstream and seed into the arteries of your of your heart and other arteries of the body, but the heart's the, under the biggest stress, and that's where it causes inflammation. So you have infection. You Secondly, you have high levels of insulin caused by a high-carbohydrate diet. When you get a lot of sugar in your diet, wheat and corn and egg, uh, wheat, corn, and potatoes and rice all convert to sugar, raises the insulin level, you get inflammation. And then uh, the third thing is when, we, when we're exposed to heavy metals, 
Uh, and those metals would be like mercury amalgams. They'd be aluminum when you cook with aluminum. Uh, you may get lead in the water. You're breathing this if you're in an industry. For instance, you mentioned the plumbing industry where you're soldering with lead mm-hmm. and those sort of things. You're inhaling that. And that will cause tremendous amount of toxic damage to not only your coronary arteries, but as you discussed earlier, to your liver. And that causes a host of problems. We talked about how to detoxify that. But one of the other things I want to mention, too, excuse me for right. interrupting you, that, that people forget. There are so many environmental toxins. The average woman puts 128 different chemicals on her skin every day. The average man puts over 75 toxic chemicals on his skin every day. You say, well, men don't use cosmetics and makeup. Well, you do. You use shampoo, use conditioner, you use soap, you may use hairspray, you may use gel, you may use a body lotion. These also are called endocrine disruptors. Right. So the skin, which is the largest organ system of the body, is also something that we must become aware of. Look at the ingredients on your skincare. And Dr. Hotsey, this is something recent for me. Within the past two years, I've started to look at how these chemicals become what are called endocrine disruptors. They go into the system. And the body looks at this and say, oh, this must, this looks just like estrogen. Well, let me bind, let me displace the estrogen that's there and let me bind to it. Well, that's an endocrine disruptor. Why are younger girls developing breast tissue earlier? Right. Why are ha- they starting menstrual, menstrual cy- cycles right. earlier? Why are young men having testicular cancer at such an uh, earlier age? Why are they having uh, gynecomastia, the, the enlargement of the breast tissue? These are all endocrine disruptors, not only from the environment, but from the toxins that we're putting on our skin. So excuse me for interrupting you. So really, and that's the fourth cause of this inflammation in the system, is the petrochemicals that are in the environment. Absolutely. And I neglected to mention that, and I should have mentioned that, and I'm glad you brought that up because that is a huge, huge problem. You know, we know this in males over the last 50 years, their sperm counts are down to about half of what they were 50 years ago. And testosterone levels are low. We in see. the ground. In the ground. 30-year-olds, 30-year-olds are coming in to see me because they have no libido, they have erectile problems, and I do their testosterone and it's levels. in the gutter. They're 200. I said, you're 30. How, how can this be? My testosterone levels are, are, are four times that. I mean, what's going on here? It's the endocrine disruption, and again, which is again provoking inflammation. Remember one thing, folks, and, and, and I'm going to say this very carefully. The blood vessels down below are the same size as the blood vessels here on the heart. So I will never treat erectile dysfunction without doing a stress test because those blood vessels are the same size. And if you've got inflammation In down your- below... You're, you're going, going to, have, to have inflammation here. So be very careful when you go to your doctor and say, I want testosterone. Make sure you know what the underlying root cause is. That's very, very important. You know, I, I remember I saw a young man who was in the insecticide business, came oh. in to see me when he was 28 years old, and he had no energy. He couldn't think clearly. He just he felt terrible. He wasn't overweight particularly. He just felt terrible all the time. 
aches, pains. He said, I'm just, I'm at 28. I feel like I'm 58. Which, by the way, I'd love to feel pretty <laughs> I was going to say, hey, be careful what you're I, saying here, Dr. Hoods. <laughs> but anyway, he didn't know that. Uh, he, 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 anyway, he said, I feel like I'm an old man now. And uh, so anyway, we checked his testosterone level. It was just in the gutter. I mean, it was in the flat gutter. And we got him on testosterone. It was like we made a new man. Yeah. He just woke up. Because testosterone, folks, this is for you men. Most everybody thinks, well, testosterone is just for sexual function and libido. That's wrong. It's for initiative. It's brain function, initiative, assertiveness, sense of well-being, self-confidence, moods, goal orientation, your drive, your directiveness, your decisiveness, your analytical ability. All these are brain functions, and the and the uh, hormones, both male and female sex hormones, affect your brain and the neurochemistry in your brain. Testosterone also affects your muscle tone, muscle mass, cardiovascular function, and your romantic moods and inclinations and abilities. But that's just part of it. It's very, very important for cardiovascular function and for your musculature. You know, I go to the, I go to the club uh, and I play golf and I see guys in the locker room. Guys, some are younger than me now. Most are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but there are some older guys. But I've noticed for years, all the older guys, they're pale. Mm-hmm. They're pasty. And they they're they they look wa- washed out. Why they don't they don't have any? They're not ruddy. They don't have a. They don't look healthy, mm-hmm. and they're not because their testosterone levels are low. Absolutely. And testosterone enables your uh, your your bone marrow to produce red blood cells, and so what you find in older men is that their blood counts tend to get lower. They may not be anemic, so to speak, according to the lab values, but they're always down in the very low range. And that's why they look pale and pasty and their muscles are drooping. They're low in testosterone. This, as Dr. De Silva has mentioned, can occur to pe- occurs in people now that we're exposing ourselves to these endocrine, which is hormones, glands, endocrine disruptors that disrupt the hormones in our body so they don't function. We depress. When, when you get all these petrochemicals, they're xenoestrogens. They act like estrogenic products and they get into males' bodies and they turn down and turn off the production of testosterone. Absolutely, absolutely. And it feminizes males. Absolutely. And that may be one of the reasons we see all this craziness going on about, you know, boys well, thinking they're girls or estradiol. something like that. You know something? That's a great point. Because what's happening here is they're starting to aromatize right. at a very young age. They're converting their testosterone to estrogen. So they're converting their testosterone to estradiol. And this, you know, you just hit something. I just didn't even think of this. You just really hit something on that. But there are other things that we can do. There are things like, you know, arterosol. I mean, well, let's talk something. about let's talk about that. It's going back to the glycocalyx. So yes. if we have we have the inflammation, we've been exposed to to the petrochemicals, or we've been exposed to viruses and bacteria, we've been exposed to metals, and uh, we've got you know high sugar levels. We we've got this inflammation. We want to heal it, right? right? Right. So one thing you have to do is you got to do everything you can to stop the exposure first. Correct. I mean, you want to do that, but you still got the underlying problem. What can we do to help heal that? There's, you know, I've been working on this now for I would say 15 years. There is a seaweed. There's a type of seaweed that has the same building block structure as the glycocalyx. So, and remind us again what the glycocalyx is. The glycocalyx is a slippery gel-like layer that is above the endothelial layer, right. which is a single-celled layer in the inside of the blood vessels. This layer was not discovered, has not 
you know, was only looked at maybe 30 years ago, 40 years ago. You know what? You mentioned that, and I heard your lecture, I don't know, three years ago or so. First time I ever heard a lecture on glycocalyx, yeah. ever. Yeah. I never heard of it before, and it's been around 30 years. How many other doctors like me never heard of it before? Well, one of the cardiologists that I know very, very well, he came up to me and he heard me present this data, and he said to me, Derek, do not ever give up on this because this is the key mm -hmm. to you have hit on something that is the key to what's what's happening with heart disease and i looked at him and i said his name is caesar i said caesar you know i'm not a cardiologist but you know what cardiologists don't know this and you need to teach them and this is what i've been doing it's become my mission right because this this particular seaweed has the same molecular structure as the inside of the blood vessel, which is the glycocalyx, the slippery gel-like mm -hmm. layer. And, and I, the analogy that I have for this is, I have a driveway at home that's a very large driveway. That driveway has, has, um, has, uh, has blocks in it. It's a block driveway. It's, it's a driveway that has uh, certain uh, pieces of, of block that if one of those blocks get cracked, what do I do? Well, what the guy said to me was, what I want you to do is I'm going to give you a half a pound of these blocks. So over the years, they're going to crack. Just take one out and put a new one in. And that's exactly what this does. That molecular structure that we have, that we get from this seaweed, replenishes, repletes, gives the body the ability to rebuild and to reheal. Because there's no other way to do it. Yes, you can reduce inflammation. Yes, you can get rid of infection. Yes, you can get rid of heavy metals. But if you don't have this, then it's going to be a problem. Where are you going to get it from? Because this block, these blocks are made up of glyco glycoproteins, peptidoglycans, uh, different other complex sugars that rebuild the inside of the blood vessel. Right. And when I first heard about this, I heard it in a lecture about three or four years ago at the American Academy of Anti-Aging Medicine, and it was Dr. De Silva was speaking about this, and I just sat there like, and I've always been interested in heart, always been an interest of mine, and I'd never heard of the glycocalyx before, yeah. and I, I thought to myself, what is this guy talking about? Well, I, th well, I thought to myself, <laughs> where have I been? I mean, why doesn't everybody know this? It's so obvious. Showed all the all the uh, microscopic pictures of it and, the, and, you know, of everything that had happened, and, and, uh, and he recommended the product called Arteracil, which is not even a prescription product. It's a product that that uh, doctors can pr uh, give through their offices right. and through their practices. And there's no there's no drug at all on the market that heals. Remember, folks, drugs are toxins. They have to be detoxified by the liver. And pharmaceutical companies cannot patent anything that's natural. That right. just can't do it. So the pharmaceutical companies don't promote anything natural. They're always going to promote drugs, pharmaceutical products, all which, all of which are toxins. Nobody is sick because they have low levels of, of pharmaceutical drugs in their body. They're sick because they don't have either they're toxic or they're not getting the right nutrients in their body to build the proper structures from the endothelium to the glycocalyx to all the other organs of the body and the cells that are needed. And so tell us about this product, Arteracil. I was fascinated when, when, um, when I heard the lecture and that there was some way that you could heal the glycocalyx. Right, and that's exactly what I was just talking about, right? These are the building blocks. You've damaged the driveway. You have, you have these particular blocks, building blocks within the driveway. You've damaged them. There's no way to replenish them 
is you got to go back to your basement, bring some of the right. blocks bricks back it. up, right. the bricks back up and redo them. Now, there's another product that I really, really like, and it's called natokinase. Natokinase is what is called a fibrinolytic agent. So if you've got... Fibrinolytic, fibrin is is, scar, is like scar tissue, and lytic means breaks down. So fibrinolytic agent breaks down scar... Breaks, breaks down, down the, the, the tissue. tissue. So breaks down the the clot. So you've damaged your glycocalyx, clots are starting to form. What are you going to do? Yes, you can rebuild the glycocalyx, but what about the clots? This is where something called natokinase comes in. Natokinase is from fermented soy. Not only do you have to ferment the soy, but you need to put a certain bacteria in there so that the natto is produced. I don't know if you've ever eaten natto. Have you ever had ferment? Don't, don't. I was in Japan and um, I was with a very, very, very important gentleman who was, he was, he was like an emperor. This guy was unbelievable. He, he, you know, we were at dinner and he gave this to me and I said, I got to eat this. I, mean, I got to eat this. Because you're here and he offered it, right? Dr. Hotsi, I was so close to, to blowing my cookies that it was unbelievable. I don't know how I swallowed it. It tasted so bad. But they eat it there all the time, the fermented soy. So I wonder if it's between the seaweed that they eat in Japan, between the natto that they eat in Japan, no wonder their incidence of heart disease is so low. Not only are they rebuilding the glycocalyx, but they're, they're destroying, they're getting rid of the little clots that are within the system. I mean, it's genius. I call it the dynamic duo. I mean, it's unbelievable the two of them should be done together. Right. So that's... Uh... That's nanokinase, and because of Dr. De Silva' uh, recommendations on this over the last three years, we recommend this to our individuals. We do heart scans on all our new guests, and we always those individuals that have got problems with with uh, atherosclerosis, we know they have inflammation, so we recommend those products. And these products are over the counter mm -hmm. too, yes. which means they're going to be very inexpensive compared to cardiac drugs. Well, Doctor De Silva, this has been a great discussion Thank with you. you. We've learned so much uh, about heart disease, the underlying cause of heart disease being inflammation, uh, and inflammation caused by high insulin levels from sugar, from it, uh, from uh, bacterial infections, and from metal and from petrochemicals, and we've learned how we can treat those by changing our eating patterns, staying away from those chemicals, and keeping our bodies healthy and our teeth healthy, and then taking something to repair. That would be arterosol and natokinase. So thank you for joining us today. My pleasure. And thank each one of you for joining us. Information provided on this program is neither intended nor implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice and is not intended to replace the services of a physician, nor does it constitute a doctor-patient relationship. You should not use information from this radio program to diagnose or treat a health problem or disease without consulting with a qualified health care provider. If you have or suspect you have an urgent medical problem, promptly contact a professional health care provider or call 911. Dr. Hotze's Wellness Revolution advises you to always seek the advice of a physician or other qualified health provider prior to starting any new treatment or with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Any application of the recommendations from this program is at the listener's discretion.